A donor has given Life Choices $10,000 with the challenge to give your best gift this Christmas. Your gift saves lives, heals broken hearts from abuse, and past regrets of abortion, and wins souls for the kingdom. Help moms and dads choose life for their unborn child. Donate online at lifechoices.org. That's lifechoices.org. Or mail your check to Life Choices at 20 Mountain View Avenue, Longmont, 80501. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Get ready to embark on an extraordinary journey with Kelvin Crosby, better known as the Deaf Blind Potter, and his over 15 million followers right here on KHNC every Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. Kelvin will motivate you and show you how to live beyond life's challenges right here on AM 1360. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. 
Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. The final day of 2023. The uh, Greeks will celebrate their Christmas, or the... uh, Yeah, basically the Greek churches, Russian... They have what they call, uh, or the Serbians, they call it Serbian Christmas, which will be celebrated the 7th of January. The different calendars, Jewish calendar, they celebrated their new year already. The years. Christ was died, well, Christ supposedly died in A.D. 33. That is not proven. It is not uh, really known because of the different calendars. They, there is a way to, within a year or two, find that time of his death. And many believers use that as a beginning, adding 2,000 years and feel that Christ will return in 2033. Again, we don't know. The reason we don't know is because Christ hides things. God hides times and seasons. He uh, for for the purpose of if we knew exactly when Christ was going to come, we can know, eventually we will know the year. We will know the season. We will know the month. Probably within a two-week period. But until the first day of the tribulation begins, it remains a mystery. Everybody predicts, they assume, but once the tribulation begins, then we will know that for the next 1,260 days, 
there will be a period known as tribulation. Following tribulation, there will be another period, 1,260 days, we call Great Tribulation. Following the Great Tribulation, there will be a 30-day period of time. Then there will be a final 45-day period of time. This is in the book of Daniel, chapter 12, and other scriptures. Daniel doesn't necessarily, in chapter 12, talk about the initial 1,260 days. He talks more specifically about the tribulation time, and his timeline begins when the abomination of desolation stands in the in the temple declaring himself to be God. But then there will be a 30-day period and a 45-day period of time. So an additional 75 days after the Great Tribulation has ended. We will not know the when that time when that year will be until we see or until we see the initial sign which will be a coming king sign an agreement with the nation of Israel Daniel 9:27 there will be a covenant an agreement promises made that begins the tribulation the promises the covenant will be broken three and a half years later that begins the great tribulation in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 15 through 18 the treaty is called the treaty with death and hell Sheol and the underworld and when the agreement is signed you can you might say that it is the divorce papers that Israel sends God himself God we don't need you we will trust in man we will trust in an individual and the power of his kingdom who he is we will trust him we will divorce you and in those verses in Isaiah between 15 and 18 Isaiah 28 the verses between verse 15 and 18 it even says that God will annul that contract he will annul it end it stop it make it void powerless but Israel is going to be punished for abandoning their God. Using that as a springboard, the Christian people in the body of Christ, in the family of God, the true born-again people, are going to and have done already what Israel will do openly, we have done 
fairly openly, it's called apostasy. The Christian people do not want, or many in the body of Christ, have never really cared for sound doctrine. They don't care about the teachings of Christ. They want to live the way they want to live. Not everybody, but the majority of the believers, according to the Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I think about verse 10, most of the believers will become apostate. They will leave the teachings of Christ. They will... Because of leaving the teachings of Christ, they will pick up strange doctrines, strange practice, and become ungodly. At the beginning of this year, I have been looking at the scriptures which many of the men, the, the ministries that follow eschatology, the signs that Christ gave his people to look for, they've been studying, looking, trying to figure out how close we are to Christ's return. And different views if God's children or these, these ministries and the people, there's one, there's one, you know, when they make a cable, like these big steel cables that, that they, uh, they braid steel cables to carry weight for like drilling rigs. It's a cable that they are able to lower and raise the casing as it goes down into the uh, down into the into the hole or bridges. They have one cable, and it is the initial cable, and the other cable, the other steel cables wrap around that one initial strand. It. It, prophecy is just like that. Prophecy is there is one strand and then everything wraps around that one main insight given by God. And with every generation, with every in every century, with Israel, with the churches, there has been a there have been these main strands that everything wraps, revolves around. Like, for instance, when Christ came, all the prophecies about Christ's coming were in the main strand is that He would come. He would come, another strand, as a babe. Another strand, He would be forced to go to Egypt. Another strand, he would be called back from Egypt. Another strand, he would eventually begin his ministry. Another strand, he would have 
companions with him to train for his to to propagate his kingdom another strand is one of those companions or friends would betray him and then boom you have a cable with all these strands that cover the time the birth and the death of Christ and it's the same with the last 2000 years one cable we Christian people the born-again people would begin to preach the gospel to the earth now in the time in which we live there is a strand many strands that are going to finish the great plan that Christ had for our time I will give you one strand and you can if if you can have your eyes opened if God will give you the revelation and your eyes will be open to what I'm going to present to you then all prophecy must hang on this one strand America in the Bible Babylon the Great Revelation 18 the men and the ministries in the world of eschatology prophetic signs for the time that we live in because they don't see the United States being in the Bible their predictions or their understanding insight is 100% off but if they have the revelation that the United States is in the Bible then all of the other strands of steel will wrap around that thought perfectly and everything is made clear the United States of America if God gives you the revelation that this nation is in the Bible in the book of Revelation 18 then you will see chapter 17 you will see in chapter 17 everything will make sense because in 17 chapter 17 of Revelation you have the coming Antichrist and you have the riddle of seven kings you have the riddle of ten nations joining with Antichrist to destroy his nation that nation being the United States of America then you will see that this individual known as Antichrist has two fairly clear prophecies around verse 10 one is he will be a president of this country that will leave office but then he has to return once again into the position of president 
So you could say it's kind of like uh, he was and he is not, but then he is. Then the second thought is that he has a wound. He is basically dies. He is assassinated, but he comes back to life. So one is he physically dies and comes back to life. The other is he is in the position of power. He leaves that position and returns to that position. If you can see this steel strand, then you can begin to wrap the, the other prophecies around that strand and make a cable and all of the prophecies about the United States, the Antichrist, the Christians in America will all fit. The pastors of the land don't want to present to their assemblies the thought of the United States being in the Bible. Another, then, if you can see, then if God is merciful, and this comes by revelation, it comes by God revealing this to you, by you taking the Bible, the scriptures, and then God revealing to you what you need to know about this country. If you don't believe it, and if you don't accept it, well, it doesn't mean it's not true. It just means you don't believe it, you don't want to accept it. In your mind, it, it is just not, it's a, a bad interpretation. Well, eventually, The truth uh, or, or prophecy will be fulfilled. If you see America in the Bible, then all of the other thoughts in the book of Revelation for one, I'll give you an example. There's a great martyrdom that's going to take place, and it's going to be international. But there's going to be a martyrdom, a great martyrdom, in a great nation in the land of the coming Antichrist. The Antichrist in the scriptures in Revelation make it clear that he will not allow any believer to live in his kingdom. It would be in the example of Adolf Hitler rounding up any enemy of the state was either imprisoned, put in work camps, and then eventually killed. Revelation chapter 6 talks about a great weeping of people who have died and they are crying out Avenge our blood. Avenge us. We want you, Lord, to 
avenge us. Destroy and punish those who martyred us. I know this is the end of 2023. But but I know that twenty twenty four there is going to be more evidence that America is in the Bible. More evidence. God is mustering an army. He is calling his people and he is marking the people that are faithful to him that truly want to serve him in, in uh, they want to serve him and they want to follow him they want to please him he's marking these people as he marks them as he speaks to them I, I'm telling you he is not saying it is going to be well Everything's going to turn out just fine. The troubles that you are enduring presently are going to end. The, what the, the uh, craziness in this country is going to come to an end. That is not what he's telling his people. That's not what Christ is telling his people. He's telling his people that there is hardship coming and you're going to go through it. All week after week after month, week after week, month after month, I hear many of the Christian people in the in the prophets in this country, prophetic people, women, men. They like to use these verses out of Second Second. Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 to 15. I'm going to read them to you, and I'm going to give you their interpretation. Verse 13. If I shut the heaven up, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Verse 14. If my people who are called by my name, if they shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, from their evil, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, this prophecy, this word, is given to Israel. This is a prophecy given to Israel. We can use it. We can employ it in our personal lives. But this land that we live in is not going to be healed. The prophets of this land, I hear them on this station when they come on other 
guests, other hosts. They'll have them on as guests. And they quote this verse. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and see my, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, heal their land. That is not for the Christian people in the United States of America. I'm telling you, this prophet says, this, we are stealing a word given to the children of Israel. This is not a word given to the Christian people in the United States of America. I say, I'm telling you, this land will not be healed. There is not going to be peace, peace on this land. There is not going to, and there are Christians I hear, they say, the Lord says, peace, peace. No, the Lord is not saying peace, peace to this country. He's not saying peace, peace to the Christian people. He is speaking to the Christian people in the evangelical churches so that we will warn the other assemblies, the Catholics, Lutherans, Episcopalians, all of the other main denominations. We are to warn them there is no peace coming upon this land. Distress, hardship is coming. This is what God's people want to know. We'll be right back. Okay, that just lets me know that we're at the bottom of the hour. The podcasts for this program are on 1360khnc.com. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, Post Office Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80501. I'm sorry, yeah, 80501, but really it's 80502. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, I'll be here. On the weeks that I can't be here for bad weather or if I uh, catch a cold, if I catch a flu, get the flu, and I don't mean the die flu, I mean just some people get the flu and they die. No, not that flu. Just the flu where I'm just a little under the weather. I will generally put in another pre-recorded program. Or maybe put in some of my previous podcasts from the, all the, from, from the present truth programs during the week. So... I'll go back and finish with my thought. There is one steel cable, one strand of steel that all the other strands of steel wrap around to form a cable.
the for our time for the Christian people in the United States of America, the evangelical Christians, America is in the Bible. If you see this, then you everything fits perfectly. You know where the coming Antichrist comes from. You know that the second beast, the false prophet, also comes from this country. I'll go even deeper. They will be baby boom generation individuals. They will be born in the baby boom generation time period. They won't be younger than that. They won't be older than that. Their time will be at the most seven years. Antichrist this individual will sign an agreement as president of this country with the nation of Israel. He will sign the covenant. It won't be Charles of England. It won't be uh, a Saudi Arabian king, prince. It won't be the Catholic Pope. This is where Many Christians get it wrong. They believe that the Roman Church is Babylon the Great. Oh, it's a Babylon, all right. It's a it's a system of Babel. But the Roman Catholic Church is the seventh lampstand in the Book of Revelation in the in chapter two, the end of chapter two. It is a lampstand. It is, it is a lampstand with many um, problems, but it is one of Christ's lampstands, Thyatira. So no, though a pope may be Antichrist, he would not be the Antichrist. The pope will not have militaries able to, that would be able to go to war with the nations which is what America is going to do. I'll drop this thought in. The Lord Jesus said, there would be in the book Revelation, Daniel was to seal up these mysteries. He was to seal up what he saw. But then eventually, what he had sealed up was to be opened because Christ would open what was hidden. Everything that must be revealed to God's church is now being revealed. Everything is being revealed. Christ said he would do it. He has to do it. He, during the time of his, uh, with, during his time here with his disciples, he spoke to them in parables. And to some degree, Christ is still speaking to members in his assembly, in his family. He is still seeking, he is still speaking in a hidden way. He has to. He's hiding the mysteries in the book of Revelation and the other uh, scriptures that pertain to the time that we're living in. He hides the 
important things from the children of the devil. He doesn't want them to know what he is doing. So he blinds their eyes. He hides things from them. Just like Christ told the the disciples, what I'm speaking is for you, and I'm hiding it from from the religious world and from Rome. And Christ is still hiding things from the occult world, the, the children of the devil, and from the nations. Because if they know what Christ is going to do, they will attempt to, to stop it. When Herod found out that, the Christ, that Christ had been born, immediately he, uh, when he interviewed the Magi, they told him about why they were in the Middle East. They came to see and worship Christ. Well, this was a threat to Herod and to the to Rome. So he says, well, when you find the boy and the child, tell me because I want to worship him too. Yeah, I want to worship him with knives, with spears. So God hid through the Magi. The Magi visited, gave their gifts, and they departed a different way. And Herod killed all the young males under the age of two years of age. Satan will try to end any plan of God that will threaten the kingdom of darkness. And there is a threat in the world today. The threat are Christian people who are faithful to God. The uh, Christians who are not faithful to God, they are not a threat. They are not, they're insignificant. They're uh, inconsequential. Satan doesn't need to pay any attention to them. Just the Christians, the believers that are being mustered for the coming plan that God has that has been hidden for the time, for our time right now. When Antichrist, well, he won't be called Antichrist. He will just be called a uh, the one who signs the covenant. He will be, we would know him as the man of sin. The, 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 the uh, man of sin, the son of perdition, the man of lawlessness. When he signs that agreement, he will be an American president. When he signs that agreement, the seven, the 70th week or the seven years of tribulation have begun. For the Christians that don't want to know the truth, that don't really want to accept the fact that we could be living in and we are living in this great nation, Babylon the Great, the nation that sits between the two great oceans. We don't sit in the ocean of sand. 
in Iraq, when Iraq began to come back onto the scene, all the prophets of the land, many of the prophets of the land, ministries of the land saying, Babylon the Great is being rebuilt. We're in the time of Christ's return. No. Yeah, Iraq must be a nation and must exist. It was ancient Babylon, but it is not the end of the world, Babylon the Great, that sits between two oceans, and actually an ocean to the south, the Gulf, and the Great Lakes to the north. So we are surrounded by water. A nation that has the most powerful or most, uh, yeah, technology, powerful, uh, advanced technology, a nation that uh, touches the second heaven with spacecraft, which we have done. Russia has done it also, now China. You cannot hide the elephant. You can't hide the whale in the swimming pool. You can't. But the power of deception, the main, the main weapon used by Satan is deception. He used deception in the Garden of Eden and Eve was deceived and then Adam The Lord is speaking very clearly to the evangelical Christians in America. The great apostasy, we are now, it's like being uh, put in the middle of a river and there's no way to get to the bank. It's a big river. It is flowing quickly, rapids, and... You can't get to the shore. You can't get out of this massive apostasy. Its reach, it, it is, it is, it begun, I believe, in the mid 70s. And there was already apostasy coming in through the Pentecostal movement into the 30s, even before that. And it was in mainstream, uh, the, the fundamental churches, the Baptists, the all of them. Everybody's affected. Just different boats, but in the same river of apostasy. Now, there is a, a way to get to, this, to the shore. There's a way to get out of the out of this flow. And I just forgot what it was. I'll think about it. Give me a second. I almost have it. But there is a way. Okay, I remember. In the book of Hebrews, the apostle Paul said, that Christ is outside the camp. I should look that verse up. Christ is outside the camp. And he is saying, calling his people, come to me, 
I am outside the camp. I'm not in the system. I'm not in the institutions. I'm outside the camp. Come to me. Outside. He was crucified outside the camp. He was crucified outside of religion. He was crucified outside of the jurisdiction, in a sense, of the society. He was outside in an area where no one really cared to go. No one wanted to go to that area of death where people were killed and crucified. It was an area that was... Uh, it was uh, it, there was nothing attractive about it. That is where Christ is. He's outside the camp, outside of the systems, outside of the structure these spiritual religious structures. He is not in the camp. He is outside the camp. He is not in the river, not in this big flow of apostasy. He is outside of the godless, ineffective religion of the United States of America in the evangelical churches. All of them. But within this group of people, in these assemblies, in the book of Matthew chapter 16, Christ said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the builded church. Now there is an ecclesia, meaning an assembly, The church means ecclesia. It means every person that is in the family of Christ. But in that whole massive family, I'm using uh, evangelical Christianity in America as the example. In this massive family, there is a builded ecclesia. He's not talking about the whole assembly. He's only speaking of the builded assembly, the overcoming assembly, those who are maturing, those who are, there's another word I'm looking for, the uh, those who those who are not the gates of hell are not prevailing against there are mi- millions of christians that yes they may be in and out of out of the structure out of the system but in their heart they are really everything is done as unto God. That's the builded church. Everything they have, everything they do, is for Christ. And to this group of people, all of the insights for our time are available to them, are given to them, are revealed to them. Because to be healthy 
they have to, like the scripture says, without a vision, the people perish. These are those who are not perishing due to lack of vision. They are flourishing due to vision because they know the truth. They know the truth. And because they because they want to know the truth, God reveals the truth to them. This way, they're not disappointed. Many millions, millions of Christians are going to be very disappointed. They're one day when the 70th week begins, when this coming president, who is going to shortly return to power, when he signs an agreement with the children of Israel, with the nation of Israel, then, even then, most Christians, many evangelical Christians, will not even recognize it. They'll recognize it, and this is in the scripture what I'm telling you, they will recognize America for what it is when martyrdom begins. And by that time, it's too late. They will be very disappointed. They will believe, they will accuse God of being unfaithful to them, allowing them to be deceived. And the Lord cannot deceive them. They have free will to believe whatever they want because they decide they don't want to know the truth. Well, they get to eat the bitter fruit of their actions. I've been thinking through this whole week. Well, actually, I'll be driving doing something, and I, I just have to stop because I know the Lord is is trying to uh, get my attention or, or is speaking something that I can't interpret. But I realized the Lord is telling me my, my people don't realize they don't see the sign of the times. They don't see the weather changing. They don't watch how the days in, in the spiritual sense are getting shorter. How the darkness is, is beginning to uh, settle on the land. Spiritual darkness. And my people are not, they're not aware of it. They're too busy enjoying the things of the cosmos, the things of the world. They're just too busy. And because they're busy... They're not paying attention to me. They're like Martha and Mary. Martha was busy, busy, busy doing things for the, for the Lord. Setting, setting tables, washing dishes, doing whatever it was. And Mary, Martha's sister, would sit at the Lord's feet. And Martha would get upset because Mary wasn't doing anything. But then eventually, Christ says to Martha, Mary... Why are you so, uh, you have so many things in your arms, Mary. You're, you're overloaded. You're in distress. 
You're in turmoil. Don't be so encumbered with all these things. Your sister has picked a better position. She decided to sit and listen to me. You need to sit and listen to me. The world has a way of distracting all of us. And there comes a time when we do what we have to do, take care of our duties. I've been, for an example, in the last month, I've been doing some things that I never thought I would, going a direction I never thought I would go. And I've been uh, kind of occupied, uh, not not preoccupied, but I but I have I'm taking care of what I felt I needed to take care of, and it it uh, I don't want it to distract me. And so there come a time when the Lord say, "Okay, that's enough for today. Now forget it till tomorrow." Then the next day, I'd wake up and the Lord say, "Yep, this is what you have to do," and I'd go about taking care of that duty. We have to be. Mary's taking care of what we need to take care of, but we don't want to be so distracted that we are not listening to what the Lord has to say. And I know, I'm watching. We are near the tribulation. I was talking to my wife yesterday. I know, there no longer than two years. We don't have maybe two years until we will be in the tribulation. And I'm really having to look at the scripture and I'm thinking it may be within a year we may be in the 70th week of Daniel, the the seven years of tribulation, the beginning. And I, I had to think about that and the Lord told me, I stated that I would speed things up. And I look at what's happening just with the presidential race. Things are speeding up. This individual that I'm speaking of is antsy. He wants back. He wants his place of power back. He is pushing. He wants to be the president again. Looking at Israel looking what's happening at Russia, looking what's happening in China. Xi Jinping is preparing China for Armageddon. Vladimir Putin is preparing Russia to invade the Middle East. Israel is on her campaign in Psalm 83. She is commanded by God to destroy the terrorists around, within and around the country. In this country, there is, there is not going to be a remedy for this country. Even if you pray, if every believer in this country would humble themselves, I mean every single Christian would humble themselves and pray and ask for God to heal the land. They are praying against what the Scripture says. The Scripture says this land will not be healed. This nation has a final destiny, a final plan. Uh, there's a final objective. 
This nation must begin a campaign of war on all of the nations that oppose our globalist plans. It's in front of the Christian people, but again, they're apostate. Far from God. They are not interested in the things of God. They don't want clear doctrine, what is sound doctrine. They're, they're accepting a little eschatology, a little prophecy, but they don't want the end to come right now. They don't want the end to come in their lifetime. In the next generation, but not this generation. It's this generation, the baby boom generation, it's our generation. We began to set things in motion on when we, uh, after World War II, King David in Psalm 24, 6 talks about a generation that will seek the God of ja- the face of the God of Jacob. This is that generation. It is a generation that within Babylon the Great, great praises, there will be great prayer for the nation of Israel. Israel will be, they won't know how to exactly, uh, the, the Jewish people won't know how to accept a group of people in a foreign land who are worshiping their Messiah who they don't believe in and they are praying for the land of Israel, and most of the Jewish people are communist, socialist, and it's kind of a mystery. Who are these people? I hear songs being sung in Babylon for us, praises to our God. This is that generation, the baby boom generation in America. The final generation began when Israel became a nation, they began their baby boom generation too. And many of these young people in the baby boom generation in Israel are now the commanders in Israel's military. They're the individuals who are leading the country in this war. The present truth, I'm sorry, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program your host, Rick Rodriguez, podcast 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. I get mixed up with two, the two different programs during the week. I'll take my time. We'll be back. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. 
bleed stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. You can hear the roar. The roar of the Rockies. 1360 AM KHNC. Johnstown. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too. Don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. Hi there, it's Kathy from J-Day's Appliance Sales and Service. I have a maintenance tip to keep your dryer in tip-top shape. Having good clearance in the back, not allowing the vent to be kinked, and check your outside vent for hot and heavy airflow. We're located at 132 East 7th Street, downtown Loveland. Call us at 970-669-1357. That's 669-1357. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. And your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her My People show here on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that. 
A donor has given Life Choices $10,000 with the challenge to give your best gift this Christmas. Your gift saves lives, heals broken hearts from abuse and past regrets of abortion, and wins souls for the kingdom. Help moms and dads choose life for their unborn child. Donate online at lifechoices.org. That's lifechoices.org. Or mail your check to Life Choices at 20 Mountain View Avenue, Longmont, 80501. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Day by day, oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Welcome to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, here on 1360 AM Radio, Johnstown, Colorado. Podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree site. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And uh, for those who are just tuning in, greetings and happy, happy new year. I hope your 2023 was a blessed, blessed, a blessed year, excuse me. And I hope 2024 will be a blessed year. It will be blessed. It is going to be difficult. I can lie to you and tell you that uh, God is going to heal the land. God is going to help the people of this nation. The interest rates are going to come down. We're going to, the wars that we're in presently are going to end. Every, every lying, wonderful, how would I phrase it? Everything that everyone that is saying that we are going to turn things around. This, this is false prophesying by false Teachers, or prophets, or pastors. In the first hour, I explained why things aren't going to turn around. The answer to the Christian people in the evangelical churches, there is a solution. 
The solution is to come to Christ. He's outside the camp. He's out the system. He's outside of the systems of religion, the structures of religion. He's not in evangelical Christianity for the most part any longer. His people, he will meet them where they are. He can meet them in hell if he wants. He can meet them in prison. He can meet them on the mountaintop. But Christ is outside the camp. Here's what Paul said in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 12. I'm sorry, chapter 13, verse 12. Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate outside of the camp he was suffered in an area that was an area an area an era I'm sorry an area that uh, people didn't go to visit it was uh, where the Romans would crucify and kill and hang people but this is where Christ went to shed his blood and for we believers this place was the most important one of the most important places on earth because at on the cross this is where he washed the sins of the whole world away and he washes our sins away daily but normally people don't want to go to the area of the cross we have to go to where the, to the cross we have to put ourselves on the cross our nature what we are in our fallen nature our sinful nature we have to go also outside the outside the camp and then verse 13 let us go therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach you're going to have Reproach. People are going to leave, to to to, uh, to leave when you come. They're going to leave. They don't want to be around you if you are faithful to present Christ to people. You're going to have to bear His reproach too. He is outside the camp. He is outside of religion outside of what we believe to be godly religion uh, may not necessarily be pleasing to God the worship in many of the assemblies today is not pleasing to God the worship is not pleasing to him. You worship him with your lips, but your heart is far from him. You worship him with your lips, and uh, you're involved in the things of the cosmos, the sins of the cosmos, the thing, the sins of the culture. Christ is outside the camp. We have too many camps the system 
within the Greek churches. It's a system. It's a structure within the Lutheran churches, within the Catholic Church. Christ will use these lampstands, but regardless of where you are in which religion you may be worshiping in or the places that you attend, attend, Christ is maybe there, but when you walk out that door, that is going to be the best opportunity for you to get to know who the Lord really is because Christ meets you in the world He'll meet you outside the camp. He'll meet you where, uh, out in the desert where the sun is hot, where it's dry, it's uncomfortable, there's no rest. That is where He will meet you. This is where Christ meets most of His people in hardship. The body of Christ in America is going to be forced outside the camp. There's going to come a time when you're not going to have an assembly to go to. You had a foretaste. You had a... We had a shutdown internationally. And many assemblies, the doors were closed. Well, go back to the first hour. We live in the land of the coming Antichrist. Just because you may not believe me, you may not understand what I'm saying, you may not want to believe what I'm saying, may not mean, doesn't mean it's not necessarily it doesn't mean that it's not true I say it is these church doors are going to be shut and the buildings are going to be burned and you're not going to assemble in these structures in the future you're going to, you're going to worship God in the wilderness outside the camp outside of known religion. We live in a nation where we are hated. It's becoming more and more evident. We're despised. And we are not going to be allowed to even... I read an article this week. A woman was praying. She got arrested for praying openly. Uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, a guy was preaching. He got shot. There, these, I'm, because of this apostasy, the pastors have not had the spiritual integrity to tell the Christian people the truth about this country. And for the most part, it's because they believe a lie. They have been deceived. If, the, if they who are deceived, if they are blind, they're going to lead the people in their assemblies into this wide canal. Christ, Christ said that the blind, if, they, if the blind lead the blind, they'll fall into the ditch. Well, back then... They wouldn't use the terminology that we would use today. 
the terminology today is if the blind are leading the blind, both will fall into the fecal canal. There is disease, sickness, there is everything vile. And American Christianity in the evangelical churches and all segments to a great degree because of this apostasy it has become the fecal canal of our time. The blind have been leading the blind. And Christ, I'm going to read verses out of Amos. This is Amos chapter 3. I've read these before. I have to read them again. And then I'm going to go to a very important insight for the, the believers. We have to see something. God is mustering an army. And He's mustering it, and He has talked about it, and He has given us a revelation as to who this army is. He's mustering His army. He is numbering His people within the assembly. These people will stand before Him. They will be faithful to Him. And the world, and even the persecution of their brethren, the brothers in the Christian churches, the families, it won't, it won't matter. It won't hinder them because they're ready for it. They've accepted it's going to happen. And when it does happen, when they're betrayed... It won't, it won't cause them to lose any sleep because they have prepared themselves for it. We are in a time of transition. We have to prepare for what's coming. But I'm going to read out of Amos chapter 3. Listen to the word of the Lord that was spoken against the children of Israel. And it's against Israel, but it's also against the, the churches, against the children in the churches. What happens when what, what God speaks to Israel, He He mirrors it right back to us to the people to the children of Israel who he brought out of Egypt we were when we met Christ we were pulled out of Egypt too the world I have chosen selected only you out of all the families of the earth so I will punish you for all your sins we have been chosen too we have been called to Christ but we're sin, our sins are going to be punished. Verse 3. Two people will not walk together unless they have agreed to do so and to choose the direction to go. In the American churches, the pastors of the land, even the prophets of the land, have not agreed. Many of the prophets do not agree with me. They will not agree with me. They can't agree with me. It will cost them. We are walking straight into tribulation. We are walking out of a time of birth pains and sorrows. And if we, we cannot interfere with God's plan, we are walking directly into the hardest time 
of mankind's history, of, uh, of mankind in the time of mankind's existence. And many won't believe and agree with me. I say we're in the country of the coming Antichrist, and God's children have to start walking out of the world, out of their sins. They have to make a decision. They have to decide to consecrate themselves to God because you're going to need His help. We all are going to need the help of God. The prophets say that things are going to get better. Well, those prophets are false prophets. They're not, we're not walking in agreement. I cannot walk and have not been able to walk with the pastors that I have been friends with. I'm still friends with them. But they are going a completely different direction than I'm going. They don't want to hear what I have to say. Though I have told them the truth, I'm telling, I've told them what I'm telling you. They don't believe it. They don't want to have anything to do with me. But I already knew that what God had given me to present to God's children wasn't going to be pleasant. And I knew that uh, I was basically going to be asked to leave the premises. I was ready for it, so I'm not disappointed. You won't be disappointed if you're outside the camp. You won't be disappointed if you are if you desire the truth. If you want revelation, God will give you the revelation. He will show you what I'm saying. If you don't want to know the truth, then God will accommodate you. You will not know the truth. You will not prepare. You will be disappointed. You will uh, accuse God of not protecting you from deception. He'll laugh at you. You want to go your own way. You don't want to know the truth. Two people, the pastors of this land, for the most part, are walking in completely different directions. Every man is doing what is right in his own eyes. This is a apostasy. This is part of the apostasy. But in this country, you're going to have those people that know the Word of God, that know the time that we're in, that know what is coming, that will warn God's children, these people will be established. The others will be, they will gradually just disappear and become names forgotten. Two people will not walk together unless they have agreed to do so or to choose a direction. A lion in the forest does not roar unless he caught an animal. Once a lion catches a prey, it roars to let everybody know, stay away. Don't come near. It, the, the, the young, they growl in their den. And why would you growl in your den when you haven't caught anything? A bird will not fall into a trap where there's no bait. The trap will not spring shut if there's nothing to catch. So if there was nothing happening, uh, there would be no need for, verse 6, a trumpet. But when a trumpet blows a warning, 
and it's a sound, and this trumpet is blown in the city, the people will tremble. When trouble, disaster comes to a city, the Lord has caused it. What is coming to this country, the Lord has caused it. It's in the prophecies throughout the Bible, America being the great whore, harlot, prostitute at the end before Christ returns. We're here. Verse 7. This is the important verse. Before the Lord God does anything, He tells His plans to His servants, the prophets. He doesn't tell His plans to the people in general. That's not His way. The people in general won't listen. But He tells His plans. He gives His counsel. He gives clear understanding insight to a group of people called his prophets. But there are also the false prophets in the land in America. No, he is not speaking to them. They won't tell the people what God will tell them to speak. They won't speak it. They will not speak America's in the Bible. They will not speak that all the Christian people are going to go through the whole tribulation. If, if they don't die somewhere in between. They won't speak that. They won't speak that in this land that we live in, Antichrist will eventually come to rule. They won't speak that. Only God's prophets that He is establishing will speak the truth about any matter. Because... The insight that God gives these men throughout the land, and I'm not the only one, they will be faithful to warn God's children of what's coming. Of what's coming. What's coming is, uh, just to think about it, is unsettling, disturbing, dis depressing. It's, it's, it can depress you. You can become, uh, you can go mad. But God isn't telling you what's coming so that you'll be in distress or torment. That's not why the, He sends the prophets to warn. He sends the prophets to warn so you can prepare. Yes, we can prepare by taking care of practical practical things for the future, storing food, whatever, etc. But in what's coming, what is more important is to prepare spiritually, to begin to prepare that you have the endurance that no matter what happens, you can be faithful. You will remain faithful to God. That you will not deny Christ's name like Peter, and then the Lord will have to come to you and you'll repent. 
that is that is great. It's just better not to deny Christ. The prophets, God is sending prophets, has sent prophets into this land that have been talking about the matters I've been discussing today for 40, 50 years. But the pastors of this land make sure that church doors are shut to these type of people. They do not want these type of people in their assemblies because if they're, these people are in their assemblies, uh, they have a different message than the pastor. The pastor's message is live and be well, be blessed. Whereas the message of the prophets is prepare for hardship. Prepare Run from evil. Flee from sin. Repent. And many Christians, they need to repent. They have to repent again. You repent when you initially meet the Lord. Many Christians in this country are going to have to be repent again for being unfaithful to, to the Lord. Repentance is a good thing. And you're the term that everybody is using today, revival, 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 revival. No, it's not revival. God is calling a repentance on the land. It starts with an R, but it's not what God is saying. He's saying to his children, repent. You are not you are not, uh, we have a, a gauge. We have a, a spiritual gauge. And lukewarm, cold, or hot. We're going to go to a quick break. The Olive Tree Ministry website or the uh, podcasts are on 1360khnc.com we'll be back and continue in just a few minutes rick rodriguez this is craig james from just informed talk radio and i want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org you guys haven't tried them you need to give them a call today all you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call and what can they help you do well through legal and lawful processes they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies they can help you do things like set up express trusts which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately while helping you gain greater control of you and your family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes, and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the, T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you, but more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. 
As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. Holy flypaper! Join me, Jay Deplorable, for Swamp Fight Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon right here on AM 1360. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC. Okay, so the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. Every Sunday, 9 to noon, I'll be here on 1360 AM radio, Johnstown, Colorado. Uh, Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. So Amos says that before God does anything, he reveals his coming plans and judgments to his servants, the prophets. He won't do anything until he tells his prophets what's coming. He is held to his own word. God is telling the prophets of this country what is coming. I don't know. I don't have time. to. I don't know who they may be. I don't have time to listen to a lot of Christian stations or television. I don't know what the prophets are saying. But from this mountain here in Colorado, in Colorado, from this high plateau, from this mountain... 
in this empire. All I know is that God is coming to firstly judge His people. Judgment begins at the house of God. I hear people calling for punishment and judgment on the rulers of this nation and upon the children of the devil. It, it's going to come. But the principles have been set. Firstly, the judgment must come to the household of God. And this is what Amos is saying. There is judgment coming, and before that judgment comes, God will tell the, the prophets, and these prophets will warn the people. If the people listen, uh, it will be well. It, not that it won't be difficult, but they will have an advantage. They will prepare spiritually for the hardships that are coming, that their faith doesn't fail. We need to pray for our faith, that our faith does not fail that we have the grace to just accept what's coming. And we, day by day, we follow the principles in Matthew uh, chap, chapter 6, I think it is, where ask, it shall be given, seek, you shall find, knock, and it will be opened, and that we are not to be anxious for anything. Don't be anxious because of what's coming. Live one day at a time. There's enough evil in this day and you don't want to be overwhelmed by thinking about the evil coming tomorrow. Christ set down a very simple thought. This is an experience. There's enough evil in this day. Seek His help in this day for that evil. When tomorrow comes then you can take care of what, ha what will happen tomorrow. This is the way we have to live. The people that we are all building something daily in our Christian walk, in our lives. If you are building on the teachings of Christ, the winds, the rains, and the floods that are coming are not going to affect you. You're going to hear the winds, the rains, the floods are going to beat against whatever you're building, but you're going to be at peace. What you're building, your house will stand because it's being built upon a rock. The rock being the teachings of Christ. But if you're living... Uh, your life building on sand, the teachings of man, the teachings of your pastor, of your assembly, uh, if you are building on the thought process of others around you, the false doctrine, the false teachings, the concepts of your pastors, I believe this, I believe that, this is what I say. If you're building on the words of man, of men, what you, your life is going to come crashing down. 
the winds are going to come, the rains are going to come, the floods are going to beat against everything that you have believed, and it will not stand. And there's no one you can blame but yourself. The Bible says that we individually have to study and then compare what we read with what those around us speak. Going back to Amos, I'll finish with Amos here. The prophets of the land, the true prophets, are saying that we are in the last decade. That Christ, His coming is about less than 10 years out. And that we're going to go through tribulation, great tribulation, and then the wrath of God upon the earth. We believers will not be here for the wrath of God. That will happen after the, set, the last day of the seven-year period of tribulation. We will be initially in that first that period of time right after the tribulation for a short period of time. Then Christ's word will go out and the word is come up here. Revelation chapter 11, come up here, up to the cloud, up to the judgment seat of Christ. We're all going to be examined to see what, how we have washed our garments and what we have done with the things that God gave us while we're here to further his kingdom. We're not going to heaven, the third heaven, we're going to the clouds in the air. And there we'll meet him at the judgment seat of Christ. So the prophets should be saying, prepare for the tribulation. Verse 8 in Amos chapter 3. The lion has roared, meaning the judgment is coming. Judgment to the house of God is coming. We should be afraid. We should be on alert. We have been notified. I am notifying to my ministry those that listen. I am notifying you that tribulation is coming. I am notifying you that Donald Trump, the president presently, who is still president, is going to end his political career very shortly. And then the one who is to replace him, Barry Barack Obama, is going to return to power. I am warning you. I am telling you the future. Because I have studied the scripture, I understand the riddle in Revelation chapter 17 verse 10, the riddle of five kings, five fallen, one is, one is yet to come, number seven being Donald Trump, the eighth is coming and goes to perdition, that is Barack Obama. I am telling you what is coming. God is warning his people and judgment is coming 
to the evangelical churches. And we evangelicals are to warn the Catholics, Lutherans, Anglicans, the Greek churches, the uh, uh, Presbyterian churches, all of them. They're on our, they're in our uh, house. America is the house of the Laodicean Christians, the evangelical Christians of America. They have come, they are residing in our house, on our land. We are to warn them of what's coming. They're going to suffer too. There is a great, great martyrdom persecution coming to the Catholic Church internationally. You read the book of Revelation, chapter 2. At the end of chapter 2, it talks about Thyatira. And it says that God is going to kill her children with death. A great, great martyrdom coming to the Catholic people internationally. God is not going to be mocked. The punishment is coming to the Catholic Church for its apostasy. Its own apostasy. Its own evil. The Catholic priests don't want to talk about Thyatira. The Pope will not address Thyatira. They know that Thyatira is the what we call the Catholic Church. And the Catholics, I don't say this to offend you, telling you this is what the Apocalypse, you go to your Catholic Bible, you read the Apocalypse, and it will tell you what member, what church you're a member of, what lampstand. The Catholic people, you're members of the lampstand, Thyatira. I was a member in Thyatira till the time I was 22. Then I, through God's sovereign plan in the calling for my life, He uh, worked it out so I could exit. And I had to exit out of Thyatira and move into Laodicea. I'm an evangelical Laodicean Christian, an American Laodicean Christian. My church is Laodicea, the final church, the church that is lukewarm. And when the Lord says lukewarm, when he uses the word vomit, uh, we don't really have a, a, a vomit just means vomit. But it means something repulsive. It means something so unhealthy that God will not allow. Uh, he cannot uh, allow anything so vile to how would I phrase it? He won't allow it to be part. He he won't have anything to do with it. It's too repulsive. It's too vile. It is too everything. So he vomits. This is what he's saying to his Christian children in the evangelical churches in America. He cannot, he has to reject totally these lukewarm Christians. Total, clear rejection. You know, many Christians feel rejected. Rejected. There's been rejection all through your lives. That rejection is nothing 
is meaningless compared to being rejected completely by Christ. You're so putrid and so uh, just vile to Him that He vomits you out of His mouth, His own children. We don't really realize the God that we worship. He's holy. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. He's a God who expects that we as His people serve Him and worship Him with due, with the respect and the honor that is due Him. But He says to Laodicea, to the evangelical Christians in America that had become the great center of apostasy. The greatest center of apostasy, according to the Scripture, will be in the evangelical churches in the United States of America. I didn't plan, but you can read for this thought. I, I just flow as the Holy Spirit just reveals to me how unhappy, disgusted he is with this certain brand of evangelical Christianity in the Pentecostal churches, in the fundamental churches, in the, in the charismatic churches, in the messianic churches. No one is excluded. No one is excluded. This type of lukewarmness is in every segment of evangelical Christianity. So vile that he'll have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I've given the verses before out of the insights of John the Gospel, chapter 15. People don't want to believe that God would uh, vomit his own people out of his mouth. But John chapter 15 is another clear sign that this is exactly what he's going to do. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me, meaning in him, that does not bear fruit, he will remove it. And every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he will purge it. He'll afflict it. Great affliction, so that it will bear fruit. Verse 3, You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. In other words, we live together. I'm in you, I want you to be in me. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abides in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. The only reason we can bear any kind of fruit is through, because of Christ. We can't bear fruit outside of Him. If we're tapped in to the life and the riches of the Holy Spirit, we will bear much fruit. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides and lives in me 
and I live and abide in him, the same brings forth great abundance. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if a man does not abide in me, he is vomited. He is vomited. He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into fire. They are burned. This, is, this should put terror and fear in the heart of the Christian people. He's going to vomit the people that do not bear fruit because they are apostate. They are not abiding in Him. He is not allowed to abide in them. He is vomited forth as a branch and is withered. In other words, ineffective, useless, without any uh, value. He's vomited. He's cast out. He withers. There is nothing. There is no grace. None. And here's the important part. Men gather the branches. He means the children of the world. The society, the people in the society will gather these people physically and cast them into fire. This doesn't mean eternal fire. It means they will be gathered. These apostate Christians in the new apostolic reform movement in this country. There's a war taking place now between the true prophets and these false prophets. These people will be gathered. They are going to be vomited. They're going to be cast out. They're going to be withered. They'll have no grace. And they're going to be gathered by the I don't know if you want to say the agencies in the federal government, and they're going to be cast into tribulation, into fire. This word fire means hardship, tribulation, unpleasant, uh, a life that is unpleasant, and they are burned meaning they will have no way to stand against the tribulation and they will be burned. They will be powerless and they will... These, many of these are the ones under the altar in chapter 6 of Revelation that are crying, Lord, avenge our, our death, avenge our blood. They can't understand, they don't understand well, why... Did we become the victims? The Lord Jesus said that precious to him is the death of his saints. These people will get a martyr crown. They will have a martyr's crown. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you need. You ask for what you want, whatever it is you need. Whatever you will, ask. It will be done unto you. 
This is the promise to those who abide. Many times Christians say, the Lord's not hearing my prayers. Are you abiding? Are you living in Christ? Are you allowing Christ to live in you? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. It shall be done unto you. Verse 8, herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, abundant fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As my Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue in my love. Now here, he has gone on from those who have been fruitless, without, without, that have not bared fruit. He's left that group. Within the body of Christ, you have the overcomers, and you have those who are uh, dysfunctional. Dysfunctional in the sense that they don't function at all in things of the Spirit. You have, in the whole family of God, you have the believers who are faithful. And then you have those who are apostate. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Even if I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Now this matter of abiding is not a great topic in evangelical Christianity to a great degree, especially in the Pentecostal churches. Pentecostal churches are about signs, miracles, wonders, healings, casting out of demons, which is needed. Don't misunderstand me. But there isn't much talk about abiding in the vine, tapping into the inner life that in Christ, a life to His Spirit that will give life to your spirit, and that life will flow into your soul so that your mind, emotion, and will will be transformed. A life that, as it flows into you, you begin to exhibit all of the wonderful um, attributes of the Christian life. Love, gentleness, joy, long-suffering, forbearance. This abiding life gives you the ability it's it it you begin to exhibit the the um in the you become the expression the image of who Christ is then there's the dominion part the image is you express Christ Somebody slaps you on the cheek, you turn the other cheek. Someone takes your coat, you give him your, your cloak, you give him your coat. That is the inner life. That's not the power of the giftings of the Holy Spirit. We're done with this hour. Podcast 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. Rick Rodriguez will be back for the third hour in a few minutes. 
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. You can hear the roar. The Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com. 
Use your promo code KHNC to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream crafted by our local Colorado company brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho! J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 East 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. The views and opinions expressed on K- those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Excursion Broadcasting Network. Tell me. Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, June 2nd, 2021. Never thought I would found a ministry, 
1988, September, painting uh, a home in, West, in North Longmont. And on the ladder, up about, oh, 20 feet, the, Lord's Spirit, the Holy Spirit told me, you're going to start a ministry. And I was cutting in. I was cutting in a soffit. And I had to think about it. And I stopped. I said, Lord, are you saying I'm going to start a ministry? You're going to start a ministry. So in 2021, June 2nd, at sundown, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry came into existence. I waited until he gave me permission. I didn't do anything from 88 to 2001, except the Holy Spirit took me on a learning curve to train me, to prepare me for ministry. I can pastor. I can teach. I can evangelize. And I do operate prophetically. And I will say I do operate apostolically. Apostolically in the sense that the doctrines that Christ gave His people are one of the duties of the early apostles. Sound doctrine was the main requirement of apostles. They had to know the teachings of theology, doctrine, eschatology. In that sense, the apostles, they were given the most important aspect that Christ could give His disciples, that is, teach my children my doctrine. And this is the, with the apostles of the land, the so-called apostles who are not apostles, they are men and even women. No such thing as a woman apostle. No such thing. No such thing as a woman a pastor. A, a, a pastor. No such thing. But in the evangelical churches, especially the Pentecostal, Pentecostal churches, it's the Pentecostal way. It is allowed. Though it's not biblical, though it's not doctrinal, doctrinally accurate, it is allowed. But the Bible doesn't allow it. The woman was deceived. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians that a woman should have someone, if she's not married, her father would be her doctrinal, spiritual covering because and and a woman needed to have a spiritual uh, be spiritually uh, have an oversight 
on her spiritual walk. And Paul used a strange term, a strange thought. He said, a woman needed to have covering and protected spiritually because of the angels. The fallen angels. Many writers that have written on that subject, they don't they have different views. They don't understand what Paul was saying. Paul is the apostle that understood the fallen angel, the fallen angels, the powers, the principalities and powers more than any other apostle. His background was studying the Tanakh and the Torah. He understood fallen angels. And he was warning the women, have spiritual, have somebody over you that is spiritually sound to protect you from the fallen angels because the fallen angels will come to deceive you. And then he later would say that women were not to have a position of any type of power over men. I know this may be difficult for some women. It's something you'll have to wrestle with God about. God will show you. Are there women that are prophetic? Absolutely. They can speak in tongues. They can prophesy. Absolutely. But their prophecies have to be tested by men who have spiritual maturity to know if the spirit is in the soul or the spirit of the prophecy, whether it's in the soul or in the spirit or in the flesh. The great apostasy, we are in the river of great apostasy in the United States of America. Part of the apostasy is women in positions of authority. I don't need to mention names. I should. But uh, with my ministry, I didn't just assume that I was spiritually capable of being doing something in the uh, work of God that would require a responsibility and actually affecting souls of men, the souls of people. Never, never intended to go this direction. The Lord did speak to me many different times about many different things, which would eventually come to pass. Everything that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, for the most part, has come to pass. There are some things that He's spoken that have not yet come to pass. But the things that I would sense, I would write them down, I'd make a mental note. And I'd say, Lord, if this is you, okay, all right. And I would, by faith, step out. 
Well, then in 19, I'm sorry, in 2021, in about late March, early April, the Lord said, okay, now you're ready. Start your ministry. June 2nd and sundown. Sundown, right at the beginning, the end of a day and the beginning of the new day. And I had, in pre, prior to that, I had men pray for me. I told them the Lord wanted me to, I asked if they, they were my former pastors, that had been pastors of the assemblies I'd been part of. And I just felt that I needed to ask them to pray for me for ministry because God was calling me to that. They prayed for me. And then in the years to come, I would visit with them and I would tell them, this is what's happening. And I would explain to them how God was moving me in my ministry. And I told one brother, I told them both. I said, the reason I'm telling you this is a testimony because you prayed and you anointed me and you... uh, uh, what's the word they, they'd use? Uh, I was not just anointed, but uh, ordained. Because I knew the Lord had ordained this. And I told them, the Lord has ordained me in ministry. And they ordained me. I don't generally tell people that. It's It's real common in the in that world that are you ordained some people will ask have asked me in the past are you ordained and i would have to think about it and i'd just about say no and then i'd stop and the lord would say yes you were ordained these two pastors that were ordained in my churches ordained you so yes i am ordained and i would tell them this is the fruit of you're praying for me. You're asking God and His Spirit to be upon me. This is the fruit, and I'm coming to you so I can show you the fruit so that you will know that you didn't just ordain somebody for the sake of ordaining them because they felt like it. No, I knew it was God. That's what happened. We're finishing out this year, 2023. I've been ordained to present to God's children the trials that are coming to each Christian, the trials that are coming to the people of the world. As a watchman, I have been ordained to watch what's happening and then to warn God's children. And that's what I do. I've been ordained to do that. Some people, they've been ordained to bring people into Christ. Others have been ordained to bring people that are in Christ to help them grow and mature. Others have been called to warn God's children of things to come. Well, I do basically all three. Preach the gospel. People come into the, into, into the kingdom of heaven. Help people mature, to grow, to abide in the vine, to 
received all the riches of the Holy Spirit that is in you, and then to warn you that I know what the Lord said. I believe what He says. He said that if we follow Him, we're going to be persecuted. We're going to be rejected. They're going to kill us. Hardships will come. There will be suffering. But all of these things will turn out and work together for good. And they will eventually work out to our glory, glory that just unspeakable in the future. 2023 is ending. It's been a hard year. Next year, I will not tell you it's going to be easier. I'm not going to tell you that we can pray for this great nation and God will heal the land. It will not be healed. You cannot heal this nation. The prophecies on this nation must come to pass. The punishments must come. The judgment that is coming to the household of God, the Christian people, the whole family of Christian people, including the Catholics, Lutherans, Greeks, is going to increase. Now, I'm going to give you a teaching and this is what we have been called to do. This is, I'm going to begin with uh, Paul, 1 Corinthians 10, 31-33. Brothers, when you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the honor and glory of God. Verse 32, the important verse. Do not let yourselves be hindrances by giving an offense to the Jews, number one, to the Greeks, number two, or to the church of God, number three. Do not lead others into sin by your mode of life. Okay? Three corporate people. To the Jews, the Gentiles, to the church of God. This is the eternal plan of God to take out of the Gentile nations and the children of Israel to take people out of each of these groups and bring them into Messiah, into Christ, creating a third corporate people. Now I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians, verse 18. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are being destroyed. But it is the power of God for those of us who are being saved. It is written in Scripture, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will reject the intelligence of the intelligent. Verse 20, Where are the wise? Where are the legal experts? Where are today's debaters? God Hasn't God made the wisdom of the world foolish? Without God, 
The wisdom of the world is nothing but foolish. Verse 21. In God's wisdom, He determined that the world would not come to know Him through the wisdom of the world. Instead, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of preaching. Verse 22, important verse. Jews ask for signs. Greeks look for wisdoms. But we preach Christ crucified, which is a scandal to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Again, Paul is talking about three corporate peoples. From God's view, he looks at the mankind. The Greek, the Jews, ask for signs, number one. The Greeks look for wisdom, number two. But we preach Christ crucified as believers, number three, because we are in Christ, which is a scandal to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, in the body of Christ, Jews and Greeks, both in Christ, in Messiah, Christ is God's power and God's wisdom to both. To the Jewish believer, to the Gentile believer, Christ is God's power and God's wisdom. This is because the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. Weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Look at your situation when you were called brothers and sisters. By ordinary human standards, not many were wise not many were powerful. Not many were upper class. But God chose what the world considers foolish to shame the wise. God chose what the world considers weak to shame the strong. So, God chose what the world considers low class and low life. I like that term, low life. What is considered to be nothing to reduce what is considered to be something to nothing. In the world, if we believers can see the wisdom of God in His eternal purpose, that we, in the body of Christ, it doesn't matter how educated you are, how wealthy you are, it, nothing natural matters in a sense to Christ. He will use the abilities that you have. But what matters to Him is that you, we, are basically insignificant. We are like King David. He said it. He considered Himself to just be a speck of dust just a speck of dust. Every one of us. This is base, base humility. This is the humility that God desires that we have so that we cannot elevate ourselves for any reason. Speck of dust. Then King David used another term. He said, I am a worm 
I am a worm in the hand of God. Are you a worm in the hand of God, helpless? You have no power. You don't have teeth. You can't do anything to save yourself. You're just a worm in the hand of God. This is the overcoming principle for the people who are going to be used by the Holy Spirit in the days to come. You're a speck of dust. You're nothing. Without Christ, you are absolutely nothing. You are a worm in the hand of Almighty God. You have no power to save yourself. You have no way to protect yourself. You are helpless, without hope. You're at the, you're at the mercy of God Himself. You're at the mercy of God. Even you don't know, it's the last day of 2023. You don't even know without God's mercy if you will make it to the last second of this day. Who do we think we are? Who in the evangelical churches of America, these men who literally, they walk like peacocks, strutting before the people in their assemblies, if that doesn't offend you, then you're pretty dead in your spirit. There was, I'm trying to remember, was it Agur, A-G-U-R? I think it was this individual in the book of Proverbs. I'll have to look at it. He said, Lord, don't make me rich and I forget you. Don't make me poor that I curse you. But Lord, give me the portion that you have ordained for me. In life, there is something that you've ordained for me. Give me that portion. What has been ordained for me, I will be content. Whether a man, a woman, whether black or oriental or white or Hispanic, whatever my portion is, I will be content with it. Don't make me rich. I don't want to forget you. Don't make me poor. I don't want to curse you. This is the attitude we have to have. We have nothing. We are nothing without Jesus Christ. I'm going to finish in a little bit. The podcasts are 1360khnc.com podcast section to the Olive Tree Program. Hi, this owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. 
Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. Do you love AM 1360 and the uncensored radio you get to listen to every day? KHNC has launched a listener sponsorship fundraiser to raise the money needed to replace our old failing transmitter. Your generous donation will help make this much-needed upgrade happen so you and future generations can continue to hear the uncensored truth for decades to come. By donating and becoming a KHNC sponsor, you will receive the new AM1360 T-shirt, a bumper sticker, and the new limited-edition one-ounce pure silver KHNC coin. Also, for being part of this exclusive group, you will receive the monthly KHNC newsletter. The sponsorship package requires a minimum donation of $100, although donations of any amount will be greatly appreciated. You can help us purchase the new transmitter by going to 1360KHNC.com and clicking the Donation tab at the top of the page. Again, that's 1360KHNC.com and click the Donation tab. Thank you. If you're not listening to Swamp Fight, you're just not listening. Join us here in the swamp Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at 12 noon right here on AM 1360. Okay. We're in the last 30 minutes of today's program. And um, I'm going to go to, quickly, I am presenting, hopefully before the hour ends, knowledge of the eternal purpose of God, simply three corporate peoples, the Jewish people, Gentile people and the people in the church of God which are Jewish and Gentile. God's plan for two people in his church excuse me in his body that will represent him Jewish and Gentile now if we know it all, then we're going to miss a lot. 
Paul is saying that wisdom of the world, the riches of the world, mean nothing to God. What means everything to God is a people that are genuine in their humility to the Lord because they can be used by God and He can teach them and prepare them to stand in the coming battle. This is Agur, the words of Agur. This is in Proverbs 30. The words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Ukal. And in this first verse, Agur is not even sure how to pronounce the names and what the names mean. He says, surely I am more brutish, more ignorant, more unlearned than any man. I do not have the understanding of man. I am so far removed from the wisdom of the world, I don't even have the understanding of a man. I've never, neither learned wisdom, nor do I have the knowledge of and he just uses the word, the holy. I don't have the knowledge of the holy. He's unlearned. He considers himself to be base as far as wisdom. Then he asks a question. Who has ascended up into heaven? For a man who has no wisdom... Who has ascended up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? Who set the pillars? Who laid out the earth in its horizons? Then he asked the question, what is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell me. Who holds the wind in his fist? Who holds the waters in a garment? Who sets the pillars on the horizons? What is his name? And what is his son's name? We know that. We know Yahweh, and we know the name of his son, Yeshua, Jesus. If you can tell me, verse 5, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Totally putting, the, he's a worm, a worm. He's a worm in the hand of God. This is where we have to be. We have to realize we are a speck of dust. Nothing more. We're just a speck of dust. Until God 
becomes part of that speck of dust. Then things change. We're just the worm in his hand, helpless, without hope. But he says, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. As a worm, I am safer as a worm in the hand of God than I am in the ground in the, in the world with the wisdom of men, with the rich men. I am safer in God's hand rather than in the cosmos. I can't do anything without God's permission. I can't go anywhere without His allowing me to go wherever. He says, Do not add to His words, lest He reprove you, expose you, and you be found out to be a liar. Then he says, verse 7, Two things have I required of thee. All of a sudden, he goes from being an individual with no wisdom, brutish, uneducated, stupid, and it used the word in one translation, stupid. He goes from being that type of an individual. Once God becomes part of your life, Everything changes. Two things I require of you. Please do not deny me these two requests before I die. Verse 8. This is a tough one. Remove far from me vanity and lies. This is what I see in the evangelical churches when I watch YouTube or whatever, I see these individuals full of vanity. These leaders in some of these assemblies, their vanity. Remove me far from vanity and lies. Then he says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest, verse 9, lest I be full and deny you, forget you, reject you, and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. I remember reading these back in the 80s. And I had a trouble, I had trouble with this one. I did pray, Lord, lead, keep me far from vanity and lies, definitely. Remove me far from these vanity and lies. Secondly, and then I read this part, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Now that one I had a tough time with. I, it took me a year to pray this. Took me about a year. It was always in the back of my head, and I was studying the book of Proverbs with the old Gabelian's commentaries. Do not give me 
Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is convenient for me. My portion. I understood that. And I did pray, Lord, eventually, okay, Lord, don't make me rich. Don't make me poor. You have chosen the portion for me, whatever that may be. You have chosen my wife, my children, my family. Whatever you feel is right for me, that is my portion. And I will be content with that. This is difficult. As we go into the hardest time in mankind's history, this really needs to be your heart. That whatever God chooses for you, that is your portion. And that it is acceptable. Once you see it's from the hand of God, it is acceptable. And you receive it, knowing God is looking out for your best interests. He cares for you. As you know, in March, I fell and broke six ribs in my front of the chest on the left side, three ribs in the back. The femur up high, right where the bone goes into the socket of the hip, I thank God it was not my hip. On the way to the hospital, my wife and I, that's all we could pray. Lord, I pray I did not break my hip. That would have been too much. Uh, 16 days in the hospital. This was my portion. God knew what he was doing. My world changed for the better. Even in times where you have accidents. I, the Lord, when I hit the ground, instantly the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, this attack was not to kill you. It is to hurt you. And I, I in that pain, that's all I could think of. God's word to me. This Satan was not allowed to kill me. But he was going to hurt me. The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the Lord gave me that verse and said, He can't kill you. But he did try, he did hurt you. And that is my portion. This will strengthen you if you can understand. Don't make me rich. Don't make me poor. Forget the rich and the poor. The prayer should be, Lord Jesus, you know what is best for me. You are the one. When I was a child, my mom and dad, I didn't have to worry about anything. Dinner was there ready. Dinner was there. Breakfast was there. Lunch was there. Whatever I needed, it was there. I was Catholic, going to catechism. And I didn't like catechism. But every Saturday, we'd go for an hour and a half. But Dad would pay us off. He'd give my, my sister and I a dime. This was back in 19, you know, 57, 
58. A dime was a lot of money. We get to go to the old Woolsworth in Longmont. Woolsworth isn't around any longer. So dad kind of, I took it as dad paying me off. Okay, I'll go for a dime. You bet. I'll sit an hour and a half. I didn't learn a thing. I did learn that I could see the cross and I could see that Jesus was on the cross and I knew he was real. But I didn't, couldn't do anything except from the hand of my parents. This is the way it is with God. Even with each of us, here we are, adults, still, or maybe hopefully young people, young children listening to this. God, we want God to give us our portion. I didn't plan to start a ministry. God made that decision. That is my portion. I didn't know how to train for ministry. I don't know really what ministry is. I just know, he said, you're going to have a ministry, not a church, a ministry. I help wherever I'm needed. I've helped pastors. I've helped individuals, whatever. Wherever I've been needed, whatever I've been asked to do, my wife and I, we've just done it with my children too. That is my portion. Lord, remove me far from vanity, lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Proverbs chapter 31 through... Nine, <clears throat> you don't need much in the future. Whatever God has determined for you, that's your portion. Be happy with it. Paul, speaking to the Roman soldiers, they didn't get paid much. They were Christians. They didn't get paid very much. It was very difficult I mean, wherever they were told to go, that's what they didn't... Death was the only way out. And Paul tells them, and he knew through the community chat, the uh, the uh, Facebook of the time, the community chat, you know, just within the body of Christ, everybody's talking. The soldiers were telling people that they really didn't get paid anything. They didn't get paid much. It was difficult. And Paul's comment was, be content with your wages. Make what you get work. Be content. We've lost that attitude in this country. Be content with your wages. When God decides to promote you, when he decides to uh, increase, give you a, a pay raise, look to him, pray, ask him, don't be ashamed. And then when the pay raise comes, thank him. Let him choose your portion. Lest I be full, and I know Christians, 
I know a young man. He'd just gotten married. And he was beginning to really take get some traction in Christ, spiritually. And he just married a young girl. And one day she basically made a decision on his on his behalf to she didn't like the Christians that were really helping him grow because she knew she was going she had a very lavish lifestyle coming because he was a millionaire this is back in the 70s and she knew she didn't want anybody interfering with a life that you could not imagine. And he disappeared from the deep Christian walk. He went into the shallows of Christendom and apostasy. And then I knew another person, the same. Very, very wealthy. I could mention the name. You would know them. Down in Denver, meeting the big church with all the millionaires and billionaires. But shallow. The riches, they forgot Christ. I'm full. They've denied him. Who is the Lord? Oh, they know him. Generally. Or lest you be poor, steal and take the name of the God, uh, the name of your God in vain. You don't want either. You don't want to be wealthy. You don't want to be poor. Now I will say this: if the Lord should choose to bring wealth to you, then He will help you with that wealth. You cannot forget Him. Because you're going to need him more than ever with that wealth. If he choose to put you in a position where you're, there's poverty, you're going. Don't curse him. You're going to need him. You're going to need his help, his mercy, his goodness, his kindness. I was in Scottsdale, Arizona, with the friend Herman, and. There was a fellowship down there that he was a part of, and they, he, uh, I met him through a friend in Colorado, in Denver, and I go down and visit with him on the phone. And one day I went down visiting my mother-in-law. She was she lived in uh, East Phoenix, and I called Herman. He says, "Hey," he said, "What are you doing tonight?" I said, "Not really planning anything." He said, "You want to go to a little home Bible study?" I said, "Sure." So we went to Scottsdale into the very, this was a gated community. They had to take my uh, license so he could look at it. He had to call the people that we were going to visit. And they, he, he uh, gave us back the licenses and we went on in. This was, these were people, they were young, 30, wealthy, beyond all I could imagine. They lived in the neighborhood they were millionaires, multimillionaires. Uh, they're, geez, they're 
four-car garage is bigger than some of the apartments I've ever lived in. The front room was like, oh, you could play handball twice. I mean, it's as big as a half of a basketball court almost. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But it was huge. All the furniture in one corner, there's pretty much vacant in the rest of the room. They were very wealthy. One young woman, she's probably 30. She had a boy, uh, 30, 31, 30. I don't think she was over 35. She had a boy that was like 13. And she was concerned. She said, you know, I'm very concerned for my children because I don't want them to be captured by the world. And I thought this woman was very... She understood, understanding that they're, these are millionaires. How are you going to protect your children from the world with that kind of wealth? The only way is to teach them the deep teachings of Jesus Christ. The deep teachings that whatever they do, they pray to handle wealth. They pray to live in the world that God has called them into that world of wealth. There are many great Christians that are wealthy and because of their commitment to the Lord, they have not been, they are effective. They are effective in their Christian walk. But there are people that I've met too that are very poor that are effective in their Christian walk. They love God. And they love the Lord. He's the only thing they depend on. The only reason they can exist is because of Him. We're moving into a world of this kind of hardship. Wealthy, poor, educated, non-educated, black, white, Hispanic, the millions of black people in Africa are making it because of Christ. Millions in Asia, in China, are making it because of Jesus Christ. Hispanics, Latin people in Latin America, making it only because of Jesus Christ. The uh, Anglo races internationally, many are making it only because of Jesus Christ. God is a God of diversity. He's not like stamping out sugar cookies. The nations belong to Him. These are His people. He loves them. He's going to care for them. And the ones that are the criminals that refuse to obey their conscience, they will be punished. They will be punished. We can... Be assured of that. For 2023, this has been a wonderful year. We need to thank God for whatever hardships you may have had. You need to thank God for it. And that He will use it for His glory to further you in your growth. That you will praise Him and worship Him for all things. Some things not so pleasant, other things very pleasant. In all things, give thanks to Him. 
He's worthy of your praises, of your thanks. He is worthy, worthy. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. May God bless your coming year. God bless every one of you. We'll talk to you next year. Rick Rodriguez. A donor has given Life Choices $10,000 with the challenge to give your best gift this Christmas. Your gift saves lives, heals broken hearts from abuse and past regrets of abortion, and wins souls for the kingdom. Help moms and dads choose life for their unborn child. Donate online at lifechoices.org. That's lifechoices.org. Or mail your check to Life Choices at 20 Mountain View Avenue, Longmont, 80501. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. You can hear the roar. The Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHN.